welcome back. It's another episode of the Wobcast 2.0. It's an emergency episode of the Wobcast 2.0 because the schedule has been released. Now, that's not a surprise, but it's still exciting. And we're here to talk to you about it. We got our hands on the schedule a little early. So we had some time to pre-record a Wobcast episode and release it right when the schedule was announced by the National Football League. So kind of a fun activity for us to do. And to help me do it is my co-host, my partner per usual, it's Skiles. Hey, bud, how's it going? Hey, hey, we're doing very well. I mean, you can make a strong comparison that uh, the schedule release day is just like Christmas in the NFL world. So yes. I'm super excited to see the breakdown here. Uh, there's some uh, pretty intriguing uh, uh, comparisons here and kind of uh, matchups here that uh, really excited yep. to see how they shake out come season time. Yeah, I, I am too. Um, by, by the way, a, a little bit of a tangent here. I think, you know, the NFL, I mean, Giles, I would say you are probably as shrewd or as, as learned a marketer as I know. Um, and so I'd be curious with, you know, your opinion on this. I think the NFL is very shrewd at marketing itself and its product. Okay. You, you're nodding. So you, you must agree. 110%. So, I mean, just look what they've done with their TV contracts over the years. Look what they've done with the NFL draft of late. I mean, that thing was at Radio City Music Hall, and there's 300 people there. Now they travel it around the country. And I think I think I saw a report that said there was 312,000 people who attended the draft over a three-day stretch in Kansas City. So, I yep. mean, the league... It's more than a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a, a big accomplishment. <laughs> So the yeah. league is very innovative and creative and they are shrewd at marketing. However, the schedule release is an example where I think they need to get on their horse a little bit here because, um, you know, leaks happen and we basically know the schedule before it's announced. Now, what I'm wondering though is, do you think that the NFL is actually okay with that? Because instead of the schedule release being an event that begins at seven, it began this morning when people started leaking stuff out. So yeah. I don't know where where do you where do you sit on that one? Uh, call me a conspiracy theorist, but I am of the opinion that the league does that intentionally because okay. they want to give people the illusion of control, the illusion that they got in behind the scenes, and oh, I yeah. was one of the people that got the the lists here before it was released, and they kind of get high off their horse, so to speak. Um, I think that's meant to embolden fans. Now, maybe I'm completely off, but uh, when you're trying to embolden your fan base and really give them a sense of ownership on something, that's yeah. definitely the way I would do it. Okay. All right. All right. Interesting. So I, I kind of was like, I think it's going to be different next year. I think the NFL is going to be fed up with all these leaks getting beat to the punch, but maybe they kind of love it actually. So yeah. it, it's interesting, you know, and, and you definitely have a good sight line into that, given your background and your uh, skill and talent as a marketer. So interesting to hear your perspective on them. All right, let's get into the Viking schedule. Um, I think folks have seen it uh, by now. And if not, um, they can look at it while we're talking. Um, but I think what we'll do here is we, we will have a prediction for each game and then an overall season long prediction. Uh, we'll, we'll do that, but let's go through the game and the, the games and the schedule and the notes first, and then get into our predictions. All right, so I really like, Giles, how the season begins. And and really not just begins, but I actually like the first like 60 or 70% of the schedule. I, I think it's very favorable for the Vikings, and we'll get into it as we go through the games. Mm -hmm. But let's start, obviously, week one, hosting Tampa Bay. 
Um, I view Tampa Bay as a post Tom Brady hangover, no identity Baker me Mayfield, maybe at quarterback, <laughs> not in a great spot coming into us bank stadium for a season opener. And I think they get completely steamrolled in that game. I mean, I think this is a great spot for the Vikings and a terrible spot for Tampa Bay. I do think you can construct an argument that is like, no, it's it's better to be on the road in week one to play spoiler for another team's home opener and then come home for your home opener in week two and sort of mm-hmm. because like that's a mo- like being the spoiler on the road and a home opener is like in week one, like that's a motivator. And then mm-hmm. wanting to start your home season off right is also a motivator. So you can get both of them if you start on the road. Mm-hmm. However, with that being said, I really love the idea of starting opening things up at home. I think it's fun. I think it's festive. I think, you know, you're comfortable. You're in the friendly confines. The other team is on the road for the first time of the season. If they got a, a new head coach or a bunch of new players, there's just a lot of, you know, anxiety and feeling it out. And I just love being at home in week one. Yeah. Um, so that's especially that, if you can kick the ball off to begin the season, yeah, then you're great. Yeah, Cause then your yeah, defense so, can stay on the field and exactly. So chant going. good spot. I think for the Vikes in week one, what do you think about the the Tampa Bay game? Uh, I am in complete agreement. I think we are going to truck them in all sense yeah. of the word. Um, this is going to be a bit of a hot take, but I don't think it's completely outlandish. I think the Buccaneers are on my short list for the number one overall pick next year. Yeah. I really think they're going to become a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and part of that is to be expected when you do what they did, right. They, they got Tom Brady and they, they, uh, and I'll say it, it was a good run. I mean, they got a Super Bowl out of it. Um, oh, I believe two or three division titles out of it. So, I mean, it was, it was a good run. I mean, it was worth oh, it absolutely. in every, mm-hmm. in every way possible. It was worth it. They may have to pay the Piper this year though. And they're, I think they're going to feel it in week one. Um, okay. So that's one reason why I really love the, how the season starts. And then um, we're not going to predict the game here. We're going to come back to our predictions, but week two. Okay. So at Philadelphia week two, Short week, Thursday night football, primetime night game, Philly defense, Jalen Hurts, defending NFC champs, you know, the whole thing, right? But, I mean, you steamroll Tampa Bay in week one and bring that momentum with you in week two and then read headlines for four days about how you can't win in Philly, defending NFC champs, your fans are afraid to come to Philly because Philly's too mean, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Thursday night football analysts are predicting the game and it's all Eagles. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I love being in that spot. I love being the team that no one's picking to win in the NFL. Yep. I completely agree. And I think after the end of the season, I was thinking there was going to be a pretty severe regression for the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think they have all but bounced back in terms of their off season additions, whether it's via free agency or draft, they have really gotten back to form. They may not necessarily have as good of an offensive line as they did before, but they're a very powerful team. Now, that yeah. being said, I also think that about the Minnesota Vikings. And I think even more so when I think about Kevin O'Connell, he doesn't like to lose, nor does he like to be embarrassed. And I think yeah. he felt a little bit embarrassed after the last meeting. So I think he's going to come with a uh, a very prepared game plan. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I get it. it's a tough place to play, backs against the wall, that whole thing. No one's going to predict that they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to love that. So um, I really like how it opens up for them in, in the first two weeks. All right, so the next two games, week three, home against the Chargers, week four at Carolina. 
I think there's two obvious headlines here for these two games, and they're both of the same variety. You think Revenge you know what game. they are? Yep. Yeah. It's it's the Chargers coming to US Bank Stadium with Eric Kendricks, longtime Viking, played a key role in the defense for many years. And then obviously the Vikings going to Carolina in week four to see Adam Thielen. So mm-hmm. um those two guys in particular are prideful, confident players and people. So mm-hmm. the whole like revenge thing doesn't really resonate with everyone who goes and leaves and comes back to play their former team. A lot of people don't care. Those two guys are going to care. <laughs> so, um, so that that's fun. Um, I think those are the two headlines from those two games. Um, and I, I think the Vikings will be favored in each. I agree. Uh, I mean, we, the Chargers are essentially the AFC Vikings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, always have a lot of going for them, but never get across the finish line. Never, never get all the way over the hump. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Week five, defending Super Bowl champs come to U.S. Bank Stadium. Obviously a really cool game. Um, and then um, weeks, uh, week six through 12, I think you Vikings can make some hay in week six through 12. So I mentioned I really like like the first 65 to 70% of the season for the Vikings. And that's mm-hmm. because although the Philly game is tough and the Chiefs game is tough outside and, and San Francisco on Monday night. And then I think at Denver is tough. Those are four games. I think if you split those games and then you make hay at Chicago, at Green Bay, at Atlanta, home to New Orleans, and then you play Chicago at home. I I think this the first 12 weeks for the Vikings really, really is a nice way to open a season. That's quite a way to build momentum and really yeah. get the team rolling 100%. Yeah. And especially when you have the carrot that is the the uh, number one seed in the NFC, I think that will even further motivate them if that was it, if that yeah. is within reach. Yep. So the Vikings play each week in the first 12 weeks. They have a short week in week two because they play on Thursday night at Philly and they have a long week going into week seven because it's a Monday night game. Then they have a short week the following week playing at Green Bay. They have a Sunday night football game in week 11 and a Monday night football game in week 12. So in the first 12 weeks of the season, the Vikings will play on primetime four times. Uh, One, two, three, four five, six, and then six at home, six on the road. So first 12 games, four primetime games, and then six home games, six road games. I like how it lays out. And then the week 13 bye, which is about as late of a bye as you can get almost in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then there are two scheduling quirks or wrinkles that really are in favor of the Vikings. And I'll explain them here. Week 12. So week 11 is Sunday night football. That feels like a long week for teams and they're on the road because you you land, basically you're going to land in Minneapolis after that Denver Sunday night game on Monday morning at like five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now this, this is essentially a short week for you because you got to give, you got to let guys go home instead of coming mm-hmm. to the facility at 8am, they're landing at five, they're going home. So you miss part of Monday and then they, you got to give them a day off. So you're going to probably miss Tuesday. So really it's a short week. However, the Vikings play on Monday night, but on top of that short week factor, it's Thanksgiving week. So you're going to lose Thursday too, or at least part of Thursday. So the the scheduling quirk here that works out for the Vikings is they play on Monday night football in week 12, which is Thanksgiving weekend, which is the week after Sunday night football. So they get an extra day to prepare. 
That I think is a very favorable break for them. The following week from week 12 to week 13, week 13 is their bye. So they play on Monday night football on week 12. So it should be a short week in week 13, Mm -hmm. but they avoid that because they're on a bye. So Mm -hmm. the Vikings avoid a couple of short weeks at a time when they could have had two of them in a row. Um, And so I think that's a little scheduling wrinkle that really works in their favor. So a few thoughts from you guys on that little stretch of games there. Week 11 at Denver Sunday night, Thanksgiving, week 12, Chicago home Monday night, and then week 13 bye. Uh, This also might be a hot take, but if the 49ers are unable to secure uh, a competent uh, set of ears, so to speak, behind the the center position at the quarterback position, Mm -hmm. I think there's a chance that we win all these games because I'm still not sold on Russell Wilson with the Broncos. I'm a big fan of Sean Payton in terms of what he can do on the field, but he only can do as well as the players he puts on the field. So when you think about bears in week six then 49ers, Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, bears, all those are winnable games. All of yep. them are winnable games. And I think if you're really able to, to put together some uh, success pre that, I mean, there's a chance that you only have two losses on the, the board by that time. Uh, I really think all of those are winnable games. I, I don't yep. think uh, I'm truly scared by any of them. Yeah, good point. All right, so you come out of the bye, and it's it's the much-anticipated Week 14. Uh, well, the much-anticipated game, which falls in Week 14, and that is at Las Vegas, uh, where yours truly in Miss America will travel out to Las Vegas to watch the uh, Vikings take on the Raiders. That will be a fun trip. And we won't be the only ones making the journey from Minnesota to Vegas. Maybe guys, you can schedule some sort of business meeting out in Vegas for that week. Uh, I like the way you're thinking. We're we're, going to make that happen. All right. So the um, Super Bowl is going to be this year. Yeah, that's true. That is right. That is where the Super Bowl is this year. So, and um, the Vikings will go out there. They'll see Devontae Adams. They'll see Jimmy G. Next week is at Cincinnati, uh, a team that was in the AFC championship game uh, last season. That's week 15 at Cincinnati week 16 is Christmas Eve, and that's the first game against the Detroit Lions of the season and the first game against the Lions of two that they'll play in three weeks. Christmas Eve at home, Detroit, week 17, New Year's Eve, Sunday night football, Green Bay, U.S. Bank Stadium, and then the Vikings will close the season in the Motor City playing the Detroit Lions. Of course, the prevailing narrative will be Vikings and Lions, the two favorites to win the division. They play each other twice in the final three weeks. You know, an explosive, exciting way to close the season. So um, that's sort of how the schedule lays out before we get into our predictions, Giles. Any thoughts on those final three or four weeks? Other than maybe the Eagles, I am most scared about the Bengals. When you think about teams that are in their Super Bowl window, um, the Niners are in that, but their quarterback position is a question mark. When I think about the Bengals, they're the ones I'm most threatened by. They're uh, still in a window window. Their rookie scale quarterback yep. uh, contract is there. Um, I think you can make an argument that Joe Burrow is the the one B uh, in terms of uh, best quarterbacks in the league. Um, they're the ones I'm most terrified for. So if, if you're going to really stumble over any of these, Bengals are number one. And I think the low key next best thing to be afraid of would be the Lions. I think the Lions are really on the come up. They have the best offensive line in football. They have great offensive weaponry. Um, When you put Jared Goff behind a brick solid wall, I think there's a chance he's able to return to his 2017 form uh, where he went to the Super Bowl. Um, So I think uh, the Lions and the Bengals are the ones that I'm really, uh, really in a kind of an anxious posture for. I think you're right about that. The Lions and Bengals being two of the tougher opponents that they have. And and since one of them is the Lions, that means it's not two tough games. It's three, right? Because you play Detroit Mm -hmm. twice and 
as bullish as I and we are on the Vikings first 12 games and their uh, prospects for being among the NFC or league leaders in terms of wins through 12 weeks, I am bearish on, you know, weeks 14 through 18. I mean, it's not, Mm -hmm. no, there are no easy games, but there's not even an inkling of an easy game in there for the Vikings. Now, granted, if green Bay is truly down this year, that one at home is on the easier side. Yeah. And I do believe green Bay is down this year. I do not believe Jordan love is the, is the guy, but if green Bay is right about Jordan love, then it just makes those final five games even tougher. So um, mm-hmm. a really interesting schedule for the Vikings, as we've mentioned, we think it lays out uh, very well for them early on. And then it gets tough late, but let's put our money where our mouth is here and predict some of these games. Okay. I'm going to do my best here to chart them for us. All right. Um, and then at the end, we'll have a tally of, of wins and losses. So, all right. Um, I'll go first on these guys and then you can sort of, uh, you know, disagree with me or, or concur week one. Um, I think we're pretty clear where we both stand on this. Um, I think if you were to power rank the games of, in terms of easiness or most likely to win, this might be number one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay at home week one. I think the Vikings it's are gonna ten, they're going to be 10 point favorites at least. I could not agree more. I, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, it's an, it's the easiest win on the schedule period. All right. Full stop. So, Maybe the easiest win out of all the games in the NFL yep. that week. Yeah. So I got, yeah, uh, that's number one in our power rankings. Okay. Week two at Philadelphia, Thursday night football. Um, I, I really like as, as described, I really like how this potentially sets up for them because they truly are going to go in there and no one will pick them to win the game. No. And I cannot tell you how many times I, and we have seen that be the case. And the, the team that's favorite is the favorite does not win. Mm-hmm. And I know that I get in the past have been labeled, you know, a a homer and always seeing it the purple, the purple way. And I'll get accused of that in this instance as well. But it's not about me being a homer or whatever. This is me thinking about the league, being involved with the league for a long time, knowing how it goes. I got a feeling that Minnesota wins in week two. I'm also going to agree with you. I don't think this will be an easy game. I don't think this will be one where we walk over the team, but I do think we walk away victorious. I think uh, two things are going to be true, that we have a chip on our shoulder and we're going to go show up and show out with them in Philly. Uh, But also, they went to the Super Bowl, and I think there's a lot of teams that experience a Super Bowl hangover for the first uh, week or two, even three weeks of the season. Uh, Whether you won the Super Bowl or not, uh, there's a hangover that occurs. So I'm, I'm uh, really excited that this game happens on game two uh, of the league year. So uh, I think this is a win. Okay. Week three, um, Chargers come back to U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings come back to U.S. Bank Stadium. The Chargers visit them. Uh, um, I kind of alluded to this being a little bit of a breeze uh, in earlier in the show, but I don't think this is an easy game. You know, Justin Herbert is, is him. I mean, he's like, he's a dude. Yeah. That that's a guy you got to worry about. I don't always love what they put around him. 
I, you know, Mike Williams is really talented, but he's hurt a lot. And Keenan Allen is, is getting up there. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to have Austin Eckler. Their, their offensive line is all right. And the fact that they think Eric Kendricks is really going to help them on defense doesn't encourage me about where they are as a defense. Yeah, I uh, would agree. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting a win here for the Vikings. To me, they're three and all, and I know that week two is an upset. Um, so two and one is possible here, but um, I have them at three and all. Uh, this one was a close one for me because I think they do have a pretty good roster. I think his weapon sets are starting to lo- uh, to, to decline here. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Brandon Staley in terms of his his head coaching ability. I think he's a great defensive guy, um, but I think offensively, I think he's not necessarily the best person for the job, all due respect. Um, so I think if I'm having to lean one way or the other, I think it's a win for the Vikings because uh, I think we're going to come to the table with just a little bit more. Yep. Uh, you do have to lean one way or the other. I'm making you yeah. predict these games. Yeah. So it's the Vikings for a win. You're going W. All right. Week four, <laughs> we close the first month of the season with a Vikings at Carolina matchup. This is number one overall pick Bryce Young. It's new head coach, Frank Reich. It's Adam Thielen. Um, it's, I kind of feel because this game is in Carolina, Giles, I kind mm-hmm. of feel about this one the way I feel about the Chargers. If this was in Minnesota, I would I would kind of be like it's a win. It's a seven Vikings favored by seven, but it's at Carolina. So it's a little bit dicier than it would be if it was at home, but I'm still going with the purple victory. So four and oh for the Minnesota Vikings. I do expect Bryce Young to have a pretty good first year but he will still be a rookie. Uh, and I think that will be too much for what the Vikings can bring to the table. So it's a win for the Vikings as well. Yep. All right. Week five, Kansas city chiefs defending super bowl champions come to us bank stadium. Very cool game to go to. If you're a season ticket owner or you want to buy a seat uh, for a game, this would be a cool one. I mean, you get to go mm-hmm. watch Patrick Mahomes, you know, um, it's actually his it, first visit to us bank stadium yeah, ever. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Which, how can that be? What happened the first time uh, we Kansas- went, we went to Kansas city or uh, actually the, the time they were here, he was hurt. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget their backup quarterback's name, but he was not the person playing the game. Okay. Anyway. Well, so his first trip to us bank stadium, I, I think the chiefs will come in and win the game. Um, this will be the first time I see the Vikings slipping up. How about you? Uh, I agree. I think a lot of quarterbacks coming to U.S. Bank Stadium for the first time would struggle with the noise and all the different environmental things that U.S. Bank Stadium brings to the table. Uh, but I think uh, Patrick Mahomes still wins out. Uh, it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a close game, but the, the, the men in red still, still win victorious. All right. Week six at Chicago. Cool thing about this game for the Vikings. At Chicago, Giles, is a prime spot for a nasty weather game. But the Vikings draw the Bears in week six. So it's not going to be bad there at all. I like the Vikings in this spot. I don't love Chicago. I could be wrong about Chicago. They could be a team on the rise. I don't think they're on the rise enough to beat the Vikings. So I'm taking the Vikings in this game at Soldier Field, which is going to move them to five and one. I have this one a little bit of a toss-up because I, okay. I definitely have two sides of a brain about it. I think uh, this feels like a trap game to me, especially being at Chicago. Uh, although I'm not a big fan of the Bears, I think they are still a professional league uh, team um, and they're a division rival. Um, I would normally pick this as a loss, 
but I'm of the thought that Kevin O'Connell is not a guy that will lose twice in a row. So I am going to mark it as a win, uh, but I do think this will be a close game, uh, unfortunately, uh, at Chicago. All right. We are both at five and one through six games, gals, and we move on to yep. week seven, where it's a home Monday night football game against the San Francisco 49ers. Now I'm going to pick the Niners to win this game. And I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment coming off of last year, but I've shared with you one of my favorite stats is that teams who played the Niners lost the following week, like 11 straight times last year. Um, yep. Now we don't know who the quarterback is going to be for San Francisco quite yet. Uh, it's not a sure thing that it's Brock Purdy because of his health. Mm-hmm. However, I think San Francisco is so good. Um, and, and I don't, so I'm definitely picking San Francisco here, but I don't think it's like, you know, 31, 17 San Francisco. I think this is a great playoff caliber physicality back and forth entertaining game, but I think San Francisco will win. Um, I will say I am going to pick the Vikings actually for okay. this game. That is with the asterisks that both Daniil Hunter and Zedarius Smith are on the team. So if they aren't on the team, I maybe would uh, adjust my tune here. Uh, I think for us to win, we need to be able to bring amazing pressure. I believe it was ESPN that came out yesterday that said with the addition of Marcus Davenport, it put the Vikings to the number one position in the best edge rusher group in the NFL. And if we were able to maintain that position, I do think we're able to squeak a win out here, uh, but it will be a close one. They're definitely a solid unit. Okay. Week eight at Green Bay, the Vikings first look as Jordan Love uh, at Jordan Love as the starter. Mm-hmm. as with playing in Chicago in week six, playing in green Bay in week eight is nice because it's less likely you're going to get a nasty weather game, which you will definitely get if you play there in December or January. I I've oscillated back and forth on this one quite a bit, Giles. Um, it's, it's hard to get to the point where you just blindly say you're going to sweep the Packers, but I think they do sweep the Packers this year. And I, I, um, I think there's a enough amount of pride in green Bay with the leadership and the coach and some of the other players that it's not going to necessarily be easy, but I just think the Vikings are going to be too much for Jordan love to like, it's just too much for him to respond to, I think. And it's not because the defense it's because cousins and the offense are going to keep going out there and keep scoring. I think. Yep. Uh, I would agree with you almost 10 times out of 10, but the reason I'm going to pick the Vikings to lose is for the exact reason that you mentioned about the 49ers teams lose after they play the 49ers. They're a typical team to go up against. And I think, uh, I don't expect us to go uh, 18 to zero here this year, although we've already picked a few losses. I think this will be one of those trap games that although this should be a win on paper in isolation and in a vacuum playing after the 49ers, I think we're just going to lose this game. That might be a sharp take there. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot, Giles. Um, we'll see what happens. Week nine. Yeah. Week nine at Atlanta. Now, we also have a revenge game here. Mm-hmm. Cordero Patterson, right? Cordell Patterson. Now, I I don't hate what Atlanta's doing. I really don't. Um, You're very you, uh, bullish on the Falcons. I am. Bijan Robinson. I like uh, the Outfits. tight end. Kyle Pitts. Yep. Kyle Pitts, I like. I like Drake London. And their head coach is Arthur Smith. And uh, I listen to Sirius XM NFL radio a lot, and he's a regular guest with Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin. And I like his approach. I like his demeanor. I like the way he looks at the game. There's a lot that I like about Atlanta. Um, 
but I don't think that this is a game the Vikings should should slip up on. I said they need to make hay in week six through twelve. And this is one of those that they got to find a way to grit out and beat and beat Atlanta. And I think what happens here with Atlanta is similar to what happens in Green Bay, where Atlanta gives them a game, but it's just it's too much. It's like mm-hmm. Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson. It's just maybe uh, Addison. It's just Osborne. It's just too much. They they can stop him a few times, but not enough times. And the Atlanta offense just can't quite do it enough. So I, I have the Vikings winning this game. I agree. I think the Vikings win this game uh, as well. Uh, I think the Falcons are a quarterback away from being a significant contender for a Super Bowl. I really like what they're doing. I agree with their head coach. Uh, I like their offensive personnel. Their offensive line's getting better. Um, they are a quarterback away. Now, maybe I'll be proven wrong in their quarterback behind center will be much better. Uh, just not a huge fan at the moment. But I, yep. I do think this is a win. All right. Uh, week 10. The Vikings come back home and they play the New Orleans Saints. Now, obviously, there's a an element of a mini rivalry here with the Saints, but I think I think that exists still. But no Sean Payton, no Drew Brees. I kind of think that angle is gone here. Um, I you know Derek Carr, I think, is a likable guy and a good player, but I think Dennis Allen is just a good head coach. He's not great. Like Dennis Allen reminds me. Of, there's a lot of examples of this in the NFL. Brad Childress was this way. Um, Leslie Frazier is this way. They can be coordinators on their side of the ball and they're great. Mm. But when they ascend to the head coaching position, I think it's not great. Now, I will I will caveat that by saying I would love to see Leslie get another shot at that because I think mm. Leslie was in not a great situation in Minnesota from a salary cap and contract uh, standpoint after the 09 and 2010 salary cap, you know, expenditures. And just, I think, I think he took over a pretty, a pretty tough situation. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to see Leslie get another shot at it, but I think that Dennis Allen, the head coach of the saints, I'd let him run my defense all day long, but I, I wouldn't hire him as my head coach. And that's how I feel about Derek Carr too. You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I think he's good, but like when I get off the bus and I look and see who I'm playing and it's Derek Carr, I'm like, we're good. We're good here. I'm not scared. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like the Vikings at home here in this spot. I think they'll beat the Saints. Yeah, especially because it's at home. I think it's a win as well. Um, I think there is just enough pieces, much like the Falcons in that regard, where um, there may be a quarterback away from really having a, kind of a serious contention uh, element there. Um, I think they still have Michael Thomas, but I think it's been a while since he's been able to really achieve uh, any moderate level of success. So I think this is a win for the Minnesota Vikings uh, at home. All right. So we are both at eight and two through 10 games, guys. There we go. This is where it's going to get interesting, though, starting here, because I think we have more debatable um, outcomes uh, for for the rest of the slate. And it begins in week 11 when the Vikings go to Denver and they'll play there on Sunday night football. Now, if you're only thinking about Denver from last year's standpoint, you would say this is an easy win. However, it's not the same Denver. It's still Russell Wilson, but it's Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. and they signed Mike McGlinchey in free agency. They have Garrett Bowles, so they're really good on the edges, and I heard you mention earlier, you're like, I th- what game was it? Where you're like, if they have Smith and Hunter, I'm going to take them to win this game. Which game was that? San Francisco, right? San Francisco, yep. So that's the best part maybe of the Vikings defense from a talent perspective, and the the Broncos are stacked at offensive tackle. We talk about how much we love our tackles. Denver should mm-hmm. love theirs too. 
anyway, I, I see I see this as being a slip up for the Vikings. A good game, a physical game, but Sean Payton being in Denver, I am so intrigued with what that what I mean, I kind of like Denver more than the Chargers. Which uh, I mean, I know that's laughable considering what happened last year. But really, I think Sean Payton has that much of an influence. So I like the Broncos here. I'll take them to win. This is where I really think this might come back to bite me because when I look at the Broncos, <laughs> I do view them partially through the lens of last year. Um, I think Russell Wilson maybe is a bit overrated in a lot of respects. He was on a rookie scale contract when he went in the Super Bowl. Um, with that being said, I also am a big fan of uh, uh, Sean Payton when it comes to, to head coaching ability. So that's where kind of an immovable, immovable object meets uh, you know, an unstoppable yeah. force where I'm yeah. like, why in the world would he take the Broncos job if he doesn't feel like he could turn it around? Um, I think it will be a close game based on my internal disagreement in my head, but I do think the win, uh, the Vikings take out victorious. Yeah, got you. Week 12, home, Chicago, Monday night football. So this will be the second of two matchups with the Bears. Um, in week six, we both had the Vikings winning in Chicago. I am going to take the Vikings to beat Chicago at home in week 12 as well, and that will move them to ten and two, uh, to nine and three. I think the Vikings are going to win as well, especially being at home. I think the Bears, uh, they might have some glimpses of success uh, in the, the earlier part of the season, but I think by this time, I think they're going to be competing for another high pick for next year. Yep. All right. Week 13. Bye. <laughs> That's a win, right? Yep. Can't lose in your bye week. Um, I like the placement of the bye. It's late. It gives you a chance to recharge and rest up. I think you can make a case for that. We're, we're glad we have the buy here, no matter where mm -hmm. it is. But if I could place my buy, I would definitely place it after week 10. So it'd be 11, 12, mm -hmm. 13 area. The Vikings get it in 13. I think that's advantageous. They'll come out of the buy in week 14 and play at Las Vegas. Uh, we mentioned uh, this is going to be a game a lot of fans go to. I'm, I'm sure the Raiders are used to that. Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams. To me, you lose Derek Carr, you get Jimmy G, you're getting a different guy, a different vibe. Production-wise, though, I don't know that it's changing much. You know? Um, I thought Vegas was a candidate to take a quarterback early in this draft. They ended up not doing so, but I thought they were a team to watch uh, because it's really an ideal scenario for a guy that maybe isn't an immediate starter to come sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, right? It would have been a good spot for that. So yeah. anyway, uh, um, long story short, I got the Vikings winning in week 14 at Vegas. I think it's intriguing for Josh McDaniels to choose uh, Jimmy G. I think it's simply his relationship uh, from when he was at the New England Patriots. I think yeah. that's maybe why he wants to give him a shot because I think the, the Raiders absolutely underperformed last year. When you look at all their weapons, they were arguably worse than the, the Broncos when you think about their, their uh, expected upside and what they actually achieved. Um, and I don't expect that to change under Jimmy G. Now, I do think that can be a, an argument point for me to get my wife to go to, to Vegas to go see the Vikings. Uh, yeah. Jimmy G is the reason she watches yeah. football. So I think there's a reason uh, we'll be heading over to Vegas come uh, uh, week 12. Um, I'm sorry, week 14. But I do expect the Vikings to win. Uh, week 15, the Vikings stay on the road, so they'll fly back from Vegas to Minnesota, practice for a week, and then fly back out on Saturday, and they'll go to Cincinnati where they'll play the Bengals. Um, really a tough game here. Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson both playing on the same field. That's kind of cool. Uh, LSU uh, receivers 
I, you know, I think this is a good playoff caliber atmosphere and game a lot like San Francisco, a lot like Kansas city will be, but I, I do see Cincinnati holding serve at home. I agree. I think there's a chance that Bengals are in a position to win the Super Bowl for at least be in the Super Bowl for this next year. Uh, so I think the Bengals win. Okay. We move on to week 16. And this is where the rubber meets the road, I think, because the Vikings close the season home Detroit, home Green Bay at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul Charchian um, retweeted a graphic from the NFL, I believe, where they were promoting the Lions and the Chiefs as the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. And his comment was, you know, this hype train is something about it's out of control or is official. I don't know. I can't remember what he said, but he was alluding to like, geez, this hype train on the Lions is unbelievable. They're playing in the opener against mm-hmm. the Super Bowl champions. And my, my response to him on that was the Vikings will know full well if the hype is well-placed or not by the time mm-hmm. they play them, right? Because the, the, the season has been defined at this point, and you still got to finish it and figure out who's going to the playoffs and who's not. But we're going to know by week 16 if the Lions are for real or not. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I tend to think that they're going to be a challenge. I, I think that they're going to be game. I think they're going to rise to a certain percentage of the expectation. I don't think they're going to achieve what's expected of them, but I think they're going to mm-hmm. be... They're very volatile guys, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't know if that's because yeah. of their head coach or why that is. They're just very trendy, sneaky. They're very, when you count them out, they beat you. When you start to feel good about them, they lose. Mm-hmm. You know, even in wins, they look bad. And even in losses, they can look good. It's just a very diabolical team to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't see, I can't see the Vikings sweeping the Lions this season. I have them sweeping Green Bay. I have them sweeping Chicago. I just can't see them sweeping the division. Mm-hmm. So I got to pick them to lose at least one of these games against Detroit. And call me a abused, um, tortured Vikings fan, but there's something about like, okay, home game on Christmas Eve. This is going to be so fun. Let's go and watch. And then they like, they just lay an egg. And I think that happens here. So I actually have the Vikings drop in this one. Wow, we are uh, completely in lockstep here. Uh, I'm of the same opinion <laughs> that we're going to go uh, a pair of piece to the Lions, and I do expect the Lions to be competing for the NFC North, but I yep. do expect the Vikings to to make out victorious, and I think it's going to come down to Week 18. So I do expect us to win in it Week 18. I'm going to give you a little bit of a, uh, a precursor there. So I think with that logic, the Lions are going to emerge victorious on Week 16. Okay. That's your first time and mine too, that we have them losing two games in a row. It is. That's, that's I, pretty that, dang good. That is pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to have them winning uh, week 17, hosting Green Bay, New Year's Eve. As stated, I don't believe that Jordan Love is the guy for Green Bay. I think Green Bay's out of it at this stage. And um, I think this is not an easy win for the Vikings, but as wins come, I think this is on the easier side. Perhaps number two or number three in my, like my power ranking of like easiest games, Tampa Bay is number mm-hmm. one. They're the first easiest. I think this might be like number two or number three. Uh, so yeah. I got the Vikings winning this one for sure. Yeah. Packers at home. It's a win period. I think the Packers are going to be pursuing a high draft pick and the the Vikings are going to be pursuing to win the NFC North. So it's a win for the, for the Vikings. All right. Week 18 at Detroit, you know, 
there's a lot of football that's got to be played before then. I don't know if this will decide the division or not. I don't know if the Vikings will be, will have clinched their seed and can't, I mean, this is why it's always hard to predict, you know, games in general, but especially when you get this late in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think if, if you just simulated this out a hundred times, I actually think Detroit would be the winner of this game more times than not. And what stands in my mind about Detroit is what they did in week 18 last year at Lambeau field where they were out of it and they still played that way and beat green Bay who had everything to play for. So mm-hmm. if Detroit is out of it and has nothing to play for, I still think they're going to try hard. And if Detroit is in it and has something to play for, they're at home and like they probably had a good game. season and that might mean they beat the Vikings earlier. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I have, I'm taking Detroit here too. Uh, I think that the Vikings are going to win the NFC North. I do think it's going to be close, uh, both in the NFC North chase, uh, but as well as this actual week 18 game. So I am going to pick the Vikings to win, but it's going to be a heck of a close game. Yeah. I mean, I, w- what a way to close the season. Talk about just oh ele- electric and exciting. I mean, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. I mean, just mm-hmm. really a really cool final month of the season, you know? Yeah, backing um, it in. Yeah, excited to see it. So those are our predictions, everyone, for the Vikings in 2023, at least for now. Giles finishes the prediction segment with the Vikings at 13 wins and four losses. Yours truly has the Vikings at 11 wins and six losses. Now, even though I have the Vikings with more losses than maybe some others will predict, if I had to put a hundred bucks down or something on a division winner, I would put it on the Vikings. I think 11 and six can win the division. I have not studied and analyzed the Lions schedule the way we have the Vikings. Um, you know, but the Lions winning 10 games or 11 games, but the Vikings winning the tiebreaker wouldn't surprise me. I can, I can definitely see that happening. So, um, I think Chicago might be a little bit better than some people think. And I think green Bay will not rise to the challenge and be better than expected. I think they're going to be about what everyone expects. So, um, Mm -hmm. To be but, picking a quarterback next offseason? <laughs> perhaps, yes. Yes. I'm sorry, but I, I'm i not rooting against Jordan Love. Like, on a personal level, I don't know him, and I don't wish ill will on anyone, even Green Bay Packers. Seriously, I don't. And so I don't have a rooting interest in Jordan Love. But, I, you know, it, it's very similar, guys, to how, how we're trying to read between the lines with the Jordan Addison pick and the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it's like three receivers went in front of him, and then you used it up nine out of 10 minutes on the clock. To me, that tells me you didn't run up to the podium to take Jordan Addison. You don't, you like him. You're good with him. You're glad you have him. You identified him as a guy you'd be okay taking, but you're not doing cartwheels on the way home from the draft because you got him necessarily. And I think that's how Green Bay feels about Jordan Love. And the reason I think that is, if they really truly believe in him, they had a way to get out of the Aaron Rodgers contract two years ago and last year, and they did not. They mm-hmm. even flirted with the idea of bringing him back this year. They didn't mm-hmm. give him the fifth year option and instead extended his contract, giving them an escape clause after this year. So I, nothing that Green Bay has done really tells me that they believe in the guy and love the guy, which is in contrast to how they handled the Favre Rogers situation where they couldn't wait to get rid of Favre because they mm-hmm. wanted Rogers to play because they knew he was good. That is not what they're doing with Jordan Love. No. And no organization is that lucky to have three franchise quarterbacks in a row. 
<laughs> right. You would hope not. <laughs> you would hope not, right? Although if anyone is, it would be an opponent of the Vikings, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. That is it for the schedule release breakdown and the predictions from yours truly and from Giles. Anything else in your notebook, bud, that you wanted to empty out before we say so long? Uh, no, I'll uh, be excited to see you in Las Vegas for week 14. <laughs> I, I will be there. No joke. We're going. Um, and I won't be putting it all on black and that's for sure. <laughs> no, don't do that. Or silver. Um, we, uh, yeah, we'll be there. And I think a lot of Vikings fans are going to make that pilgrimage Giles, And, um, and for good reason, I've heard nothing but good things about the experience and the environment and the building. I love Las Vegas as a city. I think there's something for everyone. And, uh, you know, I, I might, I might put in for a sick day right now for Monday, December 11th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right i don't know i know i'm not gonna be feeling good that day so might as well no get i don't think so although if they win yeah. well, that'll help us get a little pep in our step right so well this is true <laughs> all right all right uh on behalf of giles this is wabi we're gonna sign off for now uh thanks for listening to this episode of the wobcast make sure you go back and check previous episodes subscribe like and follow us so you can watch and listen to all future episodes as well you can do that at YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Come find us on social media. You can interact with me on Twitter. I'm at Wabi. That's it for now. We'll be back early next week as we dive into the fourth, fifth, and sixth draft picks that the Minnesota Vikings had in the 2023 NFL draft. We drilled down on the first three picks this past Monday. So if you missed that, go back and listen to it in prep for what we're going to do this Monday where we drill down on the final three picks uh, excited to do that and looking forward to it. I'm actually ready to go. I could do it right now, Giles, if we had to. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. All right. On behalf of Giles, this is Wabi signing off for now. Until we meet again, Skull Vikings. <laughs>